guys, and welcome to Concentrated Podcast Presents Heralds of the MCU. I'm Maria, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Eric. We're back. That's that's arrow sounds. They don't make laser sounds. They're like. They don't. And the lovely Madeira. This Katniss Everdeen. Oh my god, that was so funny! All right, guys, we we are finally back uh, with the new Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. Episodes one and two dropped, uh, titled "Never Meet Your Heroes" and "Hide and Seek," Uh, and we are gonna get into it. So, but before we start, I want to get first impressions. What did you two think about the first two episodes? I liked it. Um, Sure, Haley Steinfeld can be Kate Bishop. That's fine. I mean, that's a thing that's happening. Did I you don't. not want her to be your Kate Bishop? I mean, his daughter's right there, but she's not a very good actress, so I get it. Yeah, she oh. kind of does that Sylvester Stallone side mouth talk thing, and I was like, oh, yeah, Marvel's not going to put you in, in the lead of a series. Also, apparently, Kevin Feige came out and he was like, yeah, we wanted her from the beginning. We wanted Haley Stanfield or a Haley Stanfield like person, and they were just like, well, let's just get Haley Stanfield if she wants to do it. You're gonna you're gonna have to say it correctly, which is Steinfeld. She's Kate Bishop. That's what she is now. Yeah, I I actually really like her. Yeah, no, she's okay. Like I, it's I had to see the um, type of energy that she was bringing to the table. So now that I know, I have course corrected, and um, this is the type of en- like the nah! energy is what she's bringing. So that's okay. Yeah. Well, she's supposed to be, especially based on the comics. She's supposed to be kind of cocky but kind of able to back it up because she knows her shit and like I think they did an amazing job with the opening intro where they show her like getting all these accolades and like not just being instantly good but like being kind of shitty and and working harder and harder and harder yeah and even her mom mentions later like you have way too many trophies we're gonna have to move some of them out because you're too good at stuff I don't okay so it's not her cockiness it's the way that she acts in between if that makes sense like I, I like her yeah. cockiness. No, no, she's cocky, but she's also kind of socially awkward because she's, you know, she's developed her whole life around kind of being and uh, wanting to be an Avenger, or wanting to protect people, and feeling like you know after everything that happened with her dad, that she has to protect people and be as good as as possible, kind of like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I course corrected the, okay, so this is who she is. She's not who I thought she would be, which is Ant-Man's daughter. I thought she would be like kind of that type of way. But no, I once I've course corrected that I'm okay with her. It's fine. See, I came in with absolutely zero expectations, except the thumb was going to be in another show. And we've got a girl now. Like I had zero expectations. And I think that's the best thing I could have done because I absolutely love it like i i sat there with my husband watching it last night and when it was done we kind of looked at each other and and he was like that was really damn good and i'm like yeah i know and then he said something that i thought was a little you know not okay and maybe a little sacrilegious but i let him have his moment because he was like that might be the best show so far. So, like, of the Disney shows, he's like, if it doesn't end up being the best show, it's definitely the the best two episodes of any of the shows so far. It's it started strong, and I think with something like this, you're not. It's not going to be like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or like WandaVision or Loki, where there's all these you know sci-fi elements. Like, that's one of the things I've always liked about Hawkeye is like he is the average Avenger. He's just a normal human. So I feel like this is going to be a lot more down to earth. I feel like we might get some like powered people later on in the show it's only six episodes but like it's going to be mostly down to earth and i'm really cool with that especially after what was the last big show loki and especially after what if like yeah i'm here for it yeah that was the thing that he said that was a little sacrilegious because he's like i think it might have even been better i think it was better than loki and i just looked at him like mm, i don't know about it's that in its one. own lane but let's it's, give it that right but I didn't like. Yeah, there's there's not going to be any like universe shattering things that come of right. this show. This feels more personal, especially, and it feels like a kind of what it, I think they're working on is like a farewell to Clint Barton as Hawkeye and basically handing I was the reins ask to that. Yeah, and it's it's happened in the comics uh, like that before, where Kate Bishop, at, they're kind of like Miles Morales and Peter Parker in the same universe, where they both hold the title of Hawkeye. 
Yeah, I, um, me and my fiance watched it separately. And when I saw him on Thursday, he was like, yeah, I stayed up to watch Hawkeye. And I was like, oh, well, how did you like it? And he was like, I really liked it. And so like, I let it sit in for a little bit. And then I took a beat and I turned around and I said, so do you kind of feel like they're killing Hawkeye? (laughs) He was like, they might, they might. I, I don't feel like they're going to kill him, but like a major plot point of the series is, you know, comeuppance for his time as Ronan during the five years when everyone blipped away, <clears throat> which is a major part of the show. Um, I don't think they'll they'll kill him, but I think they'll finally like fully retire him or like they tease on it a bit in this uh, series for the first time where they mentioned that Hawkeye is partially deaf. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, and that's been a thing off and on in the comics where like some certain versions he is fully deaf. Um, in Old Man Logan, he was blind, and then his hearing was even better, and he was killing people with, you know, just hearing alone, which was amazing. But there's a lot to process about the Clint Barton character. I liked that they did do that, um, him being partially deaf, because, again, when we watched Black Widow, and, um, spoiler for anybody that hasn't watched Black Widow, it's on Disney+, Plus. it's free, watch it, it's good. Um, when Natasha is fighting the younger Black Widows, you can see the distinction of, oh, she's no longer the Natasha that we met in Iron Man 2. She is very much a human, like an older spy fighting these younger spies. And I don't know why, but in the Avengers mix, it never really hit me that Natasha and Clint are humans. Mm-hmm. I always saw them as superheroes when really they're human. So, of course, when humans take those beatings that the superpowered people do, of course, they're not going to bounce back and some things or some damages are going to be permanent. So I did mm-hmm. appreciate that. Yeah, I like the the bit with Clint explaining to, to Kate how to better heal her wounds. Um, because, of course, he has been through everything. Like the, one of his nicknames in the comics is the human weapon because he's one of those people that I don't know if they'll go into his past, but growing up um, as a circus performer, he's he's broken damn near everything. And specifically the Matt Fraction run that this is kind of based on, elements are taken from, especially like the logo, the tracksuit mafia and stuff like that. Um, he gets his ass kicked a lot during that series. And he's always bandaged up and he's always, you know, in some type of cast. But because he is very human. And they, they bring it up a lot in the comic, like, why don't you just call one of the Avengers to help you? Why don't you get Thor down here? And he's like, no, this is my this is my little pocket, my little corner of New York. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've adapted this very well with, you know, with everything that we learned from Age of Ultron with him having a family and then his family getting blipped away and coming back and, you know, him trying to be a normal person again. Yeah. I just, like I said, I... I felt like it was the perfect mix of action and drama and comedy because that that Avengers on Broadway, the Rogers on Broadway was like I could not stop laughing. It was I was like halfway like I would see this and halfway <laughs> to like this is really annoying. I feel like if it it's one of those things like Hamilton where people won't shut the fuck up about it once it exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know my musical ass. I have to see it, so <laughs> I can do she, this all she, day. <laughs> she's in the front row clapping along and shit. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, I think we can talk about both episodes kind of together, like in a flowy way. And I, I, I th- did find it hilarious that they kind of cut him out of his own event when they're explaining like the attack on New York, and like they're like, "Well, Ant Man wasn't there." <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot. And then his daughter being like, well, Dad, at least they made you look cool. And I'm like, no, no one on that stage looks cool. Not at all. <laughs> Not a single one of them. Oh, all right. But let's let's kind of talk about some of these characters and who we were introduced to in these first two episodes. We we talked a little bit about Kate, um, but, you know, it opens up back in 2012 with Kate, her mom and her dad. Um, you know, kind of doing, having the family dynamics thing going on. And apparently there's some form of financial issues, I think was what they were arguing about. And yeah, basically her mom going, we're broke, we're broke, do something, we're broke. And he's like, I'll figure out what to do. And then, you know, all hell breaks loose. 
Oh my God. Conveniently. Right. So, so going back, like Veneer and I were talking off air and I'm just like, la la la, this is great. And Veneer's got all these theories and I'm like, wait, what? And just now, yeah, right. She killed her damn husband for some insurance money. She, she had to have, (laughs) she had to have, listen, you don't look a gif alien attack in the mouth. Like if you have money troubles, your husband's not doing what he needs to do. You've already told him we've got to sell the penthouse. He's like, I'll find the money. And the aliens start attacking. You're like, oh, you went downstairs to the basement. I'm going to check on you downstairs in the basement. Check Mm -hmm. on wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then I'm the parent that comes back. My baby's constantly asking about where daddy is. And I'm constantly saying, let's get out of this penthouse, shall we? (laughs) Nope. Oh, no. The aliens blew a hole in the wall. Come here. Let me look at the, the hole in the wall push oh no <laughs> he he got blasted out the chitari killed my husband he's got how many million dollars in in uh in life insurance oh yeah i'll take that as a check thank you please i did i did sign it no the the ink is dry no the ink has dried thank you thank you so much curse you aliens curse you yeah it did not like i feel stupid it did not even remotely occur to me that she killed her damn husband mm-hmm. until just now. And to Manira's point, she mentioned Vera Farminga, and we all know that she is probably a very nice person in real life, but she just looks sinister. And I was like, okay, she she definitely killed that guy. Oh, that's really a good point. She does. She never really plays a, a villain, but she does have a very sinister-esque, just natural look about her. It's, it's Duder, and that, like, short... Bob, like short manicured Bob is really saying, yeah, no, I get my hands dirty. You never see them dirty, but I've gotten my hands very dirty. Ugh. All right. So I think we are all in, in agreement that she killed her damn husband. And Kate goes on to continue to live a very privileged life and basically excel at everything in the world that she tries to do. Well, Whatever she... she tries to do. Yeah, say she sees during this attack that you know the only person that's the person that saved her from getting killed by aliens was Hawkeye in the the roof across, and people have already put together the the synchronized scene of like that that ship getting shot by Hawkeye and him on the roof, and like you can see it from the two angles now, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and up to that point where he jumps off the roof and he you know uses arrow and swings in, so I was like that's really cool, and that explains where she gets this admiration for Hawkeye because a he saved her life and b He's just a human. You know, you you kind of want to be like that. And you realize, oh, well, he doesn't have a magic hammer. He's just, he has a bow and arrow. So that's what she asked her mom for at her her dad's funeral. When she was sitting there trying to explain to him his branding issues, I was like, like, he's being stupid because he can't tell how much she admires him. Like, directly, not just like, oh, you're one of the Avengers. It's like, no, you are my Avenger. And it's crazy to me that, like, I get it. Like, he's trying to get the Ronin suit back, and he's, he just wants to get home. But but it's like, it's right there. It's right there. I know thumbs don't have eyes, but you have eyes on this She's show. right there in your face, Thumb. Right. Why do you not see that this young woman, who clearly has some talent, even though you, you don't know the extent of her talent yet, like, she's right there. And she's she's telling you that basically you're her hero and you nope shoot right over his head. She hasn't explained to him yet that he saved her life as a child, but I feel like we'll get that emotional moment later and various versions of the comics, like she's basically explained to him that and he's explained that he is kind of gruff and rude to her because he knows that she is better than him. And that, you know, it, by being that way, kind of that thing where you're addicted to somebody because you want them to to excel in spite of you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of their relationship. So you think we're going to get a scene where he, a scene like the one in Age of Ultron where he kind of levels with her like he leveled with Wanda? Yeah, or he's more straight with her the way he used to talk to to Natasha. Mm. Well, so far, though, I really like their dynamic. 
Like, yeah, no, same. They they yeah. have very very good chemistry. But kind of moving along, like we've we've talked about, uh, you know, her crazy at well, not crazy because she's incredibly don't do that. Don't yeah, do that, she's right. not crazy. <laughs> she's actually incredibly cunning mother. Uh, who Eric? I don't think we're at a point where we want to talk about spoilers and who she is and all that good stuff yet, right? Uh, we'll we'll save it for the next for next episode because I know. I don't want to give away too many things just yet, and we're only two episodes in of the six-episode series, but I feel like by the next episode, where it's it'll be at the halfway point, some things will start being revealed. And again, if you want those spoilers, call us, write in, do something, and let us know, and we'll, we'll try to touch on them a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got to see Clint's kids a little bit more grown up, and I thought that that was a really nice touch because, like, at the end of the day, out of everyone he was really the family man. Like, unlike Tony that wanted a family, he already had a family. And all he wanted to do was do his job and get back to his wife and his babies. And I thought it was great to see the one that she was pregnant with, like being a fool. Nathaniel mm-hmm. signing to him. Mm-hmm. Get out of mm-hmm. here. That was so cute. <laughs> the cutest little thing. And he's like, I could eat three crabs. Like, I just... I love the fact that they made sure to bring it back. Like, don't forget who this man really was. Don't forget what made him become the Ronin was the fact that he had lost them all and he thought like he had nothing to live for. Um, And at first it was really funny because we started watching and when his wife wasn't there, my husband was like, where the hell is his wife? What'd they do to his wife? And then finally when like you have the conversation, he's like, oh, okay. I thought they were going to try to do some bullshit and kill her off. And I'm like. Yeah, where the fuck is Velma? (laughs) Right. Like, why are you? What is the deal? And he was like, no. He's like, I really liked her character initially because it's like you. She was the epitome of a supportive spouse. Like, your husband is out here doing some crazy shit, and you're not like, when are you going to be home? Blah, blah, blah. It was more like, all right, well, you got to do what you got to do. My job is to keep, you know, the family together, dot, dot, dot. And, like, even in the conversation that they had where she's like, all right, well, what's the play? It wasn't like, hurry up and bring your ass home. It was. Yeah. It's it's very much, I know what you're capable of, and I know Mm -hmm. what you need to get done. Do it and then come back to the family. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, and, and she mentions it kind of in passing, but I feel like he explained to her the whole Ronin situation mm-hmm. after they got back and what he has done. Mm-hmm. So she knows how important this is to him. Yep. I always thought that she, to herself, had some background in the, not spy, but like some kind of background where she played her position and it was quite all right if Nick Fury came to their ranch and was like, Hey, this is what's going on. Sure. Nick, not a problem. Mm -hmm. And kept it pushing. I always thought that something in her background, we didn't get what was in her background, but there was something in her background. Like maybe they met at shield and yeah, say maybe, maybe we'll get like a flashback that she was like a shield analyst or something. Yeah, because she is incredibly supportive, more supportive than I think like your typical, hey, we met in front of a coffee shop type spouse would be, you know, what and I mean? not just more, not just supportive, but also like, like she, while they always have a plan, she's kind of had the plan in the background. So if like a little bit of their plan doesn't work out, she can just put in a piece of the plan that she was already thinking of to round out the said plan. Mm hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I feel like they they have that type of relationship where if he texts her a code, she would know what that meant immediately. Like one of those like pack the things and get out of the house now. She would know and do it without hesitation, Uh, a.k.a. a ride or die. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, you have this beautiful, wonderful family dynamic and he's trying to do something with the kids. And it's in stark contrast to the dynamic that we have in Kate's family, where obviously, well, you know, we know that her mama killed her daddy all them years ago. But now she comes home from school after basically destroying the bell tower of her university uh, with a that that trick shot was amazing though but it really was um also i agree with her like they they're like you destroyed the clock tower she's like no it was a bell tower it's like yeah but it had a clock too i was like do they normally have both in one spot is that a like architectural thing i don't think they would work well together a lot of times they do not um and that was a bell tower she was right it was not a clock tower the bell is at the top it's a fucking bell like i feel like they added the clock later yep yep exactly it was an (laughs) add-on but she comes home uh, to find out that 
her mama done moved a man in and is engaged to be married uh, to this very uh, worldly gentleman, Armand. And we go on to find out that apparently there are seven Armands because they're all from this one super rich, you know, socialite family in New York. And Armand number three, uh, Armand the third, does not like Eleanor, Kate's mom, and has some serious issues with uh, this whole situation. He was a messy bitch and I'm so sad to have seen him go because he was giving Kate all the tea he was like hey your name's Kate that's your mom I hate that bitch I guess we're gonna be family I don't know I hate that bitch um I think that you know maybe my nephew can do a whole lot better not with you your side of the family but definitely with your mom that bitch don't yeah like, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, also the, did the I mention that I hate also, that bitch the nephew is not in Armand he is Jack Oh, I think that's he, right. Yeah, he's not yeah. directly. He's the nephew, so he's not in the Armand line, which also explains some things later when we find out that he is broke as fuck. Broke as a joke. Yeah. Okay. Because first off, they're at this super socialite party. There is a, a fucking black market auction going on in the basement where they're auctioning like Avengers and and just superhero memorabilia. I was like the first thing they were auctioning was like a triceratops skull or whatever. And I was like, oh snap, I want to go to those. I want to be, I wanna be that rich where I can go and be like, you're bidding on the, the bones of a famous person, like Columbus's bones. I would buy those and then shit on them once a week. Fuck you, Columbus. <laughs> How fucked up am I where they were like afterwards, they were like, now this is only for your house and you can't tell anybody where you got it. <laughs> and I started laughing. Like, how fucked up is that? I was like, <laughs> yeah, we don't tell anybody where we got it. Because <laughs> for a moment, you forgot that you were poor. That's why. I did. I really did. I was like, for- what's up next? Where's right. my paddle at? <laughs> yes. I say those are the kind of things that you buy and you only show to somebody when you're about to murder them in your house and you're so rich that you can get away with murder. You're like, come and check this out. I bought this Ronin sword. You know that Ronin guy who was killing people during the blip? Check it out. Check it out. Look closer. Bing! And he retractable stab. I have plans for that. So yes, I want to be invited. Where is my invite? (laughs) Yeah, that whole situation was insane. And, you know, you get the idea that Jack is not who we think or, or who he is, you know, presenting himself to be. There's definitely some beef between Armand and Eleanor, but we never find out what the beef is. We just know that he fucking hates her. Um, and he's got, okay. So in that office, he says, I know you have bad friends. I have bad friends as well. Don't cross me. And she waves her hand at that messy bitch and walks out. And I was like, no, 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 run it back. I need a list of all the bad friends that both all of the you friends, have. all the bad friends. Can I but, get that? Can but apparently and the, because then wait because then she's like like afterwards and the bust up. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but to our. To that point and to Armand's, I've, you've got bad friends. Then if you've got bad friends, how are you so shocked that an underground um, auction is happening right under your fucking nose? When your whole main job and the business that you own is a security business. Eleanor, something doesn't add up. Something does not add up. Are you, are you talking to our audience or are you talking to yourself? Because you know she knows that auction is going on in that <laughs> right. building. She exactly. probably arranged that shit and she's getting a cut. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously am talking to our audience. <laughs> like something's not adding up audience. Please do not believe Vera Farmiga. She's wonderful, but she is evil. Well, that's the problem. She's so good. She's such a great actress in general that we were talking so full transparency guys we always talk a couple minutes before we we start recording and Manira is going down this whole like oh my god she's such a villain and i'm literally sitting there like what no that's what she's talking about she's just a supportive mom of course she sends her child away to fancy colleges and boarding schools so she's not at home she's just being a good mom she's being a good mom and she's just trying to you know recoup after losing the love of her life like that's that's how well she played it that none of this shit even occurred to me until we started talking this morning and it was like oh 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 like she bad bad (laughs) 
But and I you think, know, I'm here for it. Listen, no, 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 I, listen. I am here for it. I'm I just totally want everyone to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm totally here for it too. And you know, it just again when Disney casts right. Disney cast right and that's what you want you wanted somebody who could come in and on the surface make it seem like everything is just what it is and my daughter just you know she's just having a tough time adjusting to me moving on when in reality you got some shit with you and we need to understand what that shit is because you know uh, on first watch, it's like, oh, well, our mom is a messy bitch and he's just coming for her like that. That's just terrible. Whereas in reality, what the fuck does she do for our mom to come to her, come at her like that? And I she, don't know, but I don't know that six episodes is enough. Right. <laughs> and also, do we really think that Jack is just a henchman? Because I also think Jack got a lot of shit with him. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely has a lot of shit with him. But shit recognize shit and shit goes together if you get my gift. All right, so then do we really think that she's all like, oh, Jack, or do you think that that's a front for the kid? Oh, I definitely think it's a front for the kid. I think that she didn't like Jack running his mouth or Armand running his mouth and then finding out that Kate heard that shit. Armand's got, he's been messy one too many times and she cut that shit short with the Ronin sword, which I think Jack got for her. I think that that is her sword collection. I don't think that it is Jack's sword collection. I think that mom has been in some shit for a very long time. And now Kate is back and she's very quickly trying to cover this up, but it's like, she hasn't had to be as clean as she has now with Kate being here. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yep. Yep. I feel like Jack Jack understands the relationship with him and Eleanor, and I feel like he he's tired of his allowance that Eleanor gives him, and she's probably tired of him spending money on dumb shit like retractable swords. So, you know, he he doesn't he wants to step out of that shadow, but he knows that he's the bitch in that relationship, and she's just like, "I gave you an allowance, Jack. Don't come asking me for more money for swords. Go to your room." Well, like even in even in the auction, like he didn't low key pay for it; he stole it from his family member when his family member got fallen and can't get up because he's old so i think that i i mean i think that yeah no you are right like she she has the purse strings and it may be some infighting in between them but here's the thing though like do you think that it was ever a situation where there was like actual romantic feelings or do you think that it was always for both of them kind of a convenience I feel like we would know that answer if we get to see backstory on her and Derek's relationship okay but here's the thing for me yeah because the thing that got me was like when she was saying something to Kate when when Kate first came in and she was fussing at her about the bell tower thing and she was like you know You don't know what it's like to not come from money and then have money. I do. You've always like had wealth and privilege or whatever. It's like, okay, so you married up. So that kind of leads me to like, so how much love was there really? Cause you married up. No, I feel like she's like, Hey, I I didn't have shit. Now I got shit. I ain't going back. I don't care who I got to push out of a conveniently open building. (laughs) Which is fair. Listen, that's fair. I mean, once you get something, you don't want to let it go. So I I don't listen, the argument between her and Derek, I got to say, I wasn't on Derek's side. Like she's like, we got to sell this penthouse because we got to feed that baby upstairs. And Derek's like, I can move some things around. And I'm like, if we're at the penthouse selling stage, you ain't moved enough shit around. Sorry. So you get moved around out that window. Permanently, bye. Like, look, we got done exactly what we needed to do. Now we can stay here because your daddy's gone. Yay. Ugh. Those damn aliens. <laughs> you know whose fault this really is? It's Loki's. Is it? I mean, technically. Yeah, he, no, it is. He, he called in those aliens, and maybe we'll see that in another episode. Maybe she'll finally meet Loki and be like, oh, this is your fault my daddy did. Outside of my mom pushing him out the window. But you you brought the aliens, so you sped up the process. She was going to kill him anyway. Oh. 
so Eric, really quick, really, before we start talking about episode two, how much do we know? I mean, because obviously Manira and I have already gone on and on about how much we think that um, uh, her mom, that Eleanor killed her dad and that she's clearly not good. So, but I mean, that's like, that's like us talking. So that said, how much do we actually know, like for those who have read the comic run that this is based on, how much of her parents is covered? What do we know? They, not to spoil too much, but the roles are kind of reversed. In the comic, her dad raises her, and if I remember correctly, she has a sister, but the mom is believed to be dead for a number of years and comes back later. And again, uh, to reveal everything would be a big spoiler. Um, we've kind of touched on some of it, but maybe maybe next week we'll reveal, if you haven't already Googled it by now, we'll reveal everything about her mom. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah, we don't want to spoil it because it did just start. And I know, like, for me, like, I was trying like trying to have a conversation with my husband about it because it's, like, the first time he's been excited about a Marvel show in a while. And I was like, so, what do you think about her, you know, her mom? And he was like, man, I'm not I'm not even there yet. Like, let me get at least halfway in like, before that's the other I start trying to, like... Marvel shows, like, we might know something about a character from the comics, but what we've seen lately in the shows and the movies is sometimes they flip it on its head and they leave people you know, comic nerds completely, you know, stunned because they, they were wrong. You know, you might know one thing from the comic, but that doesn't mean that has to translate over. So I'm looking forward to however they take it because so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it. All right. Well, with that, let's get into episode two because I had questions. Um, first and foremost, I'm in love with the tracksuit mafia on this Get show. out of here. I knew that. <laughs> they did a very good job adapting them. Like, in the comic, I believe they're, they refer to them as the tracksuit mafia as, like, uh, not not by name, but mm-hmm. they call them that just kind of to, to make fun of them. I believe they're supposed to be, like, Eastern European, either, like, mm-hmm. Ukrainian or Algerian. Um, but, yeah, that's how they talk in the comic as well. That's bro everything. Like, you know, start a sentence with bro, end it with bro. And that's just how they speak to each other. I love that. Like, and it didn't come off as like it came off as gym rat more so than like comical they're a put on. Does that yes. make sense? Yes. Yes. Yep. And I think that's why I enjoyed them because you end up enjoying the comedy of it because it, yeah. di- it didn't <laughs> feel like like you said they they were very broy and it's not it didn't feel like oh we're going to like yuck this up for the camera it felt like this no. is probably how they actually interact when he when he like mentions about their like abandoned toy factory or whatever he was like you think it's easy to get real estate in new york bro <laughs> this is all we have left bro or all the good hideouts are gentrified bro <laughs> And if you look at their their like moving truck, their fake company, it's like I think it's called even like Trust a Bro Moving. Well, that and like when they were able, the fact that they're able to like pinpoint where Kate is and get to her, like they only give her and Hawkeye like minutes to really breathe, mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm, on them. Mm-hmm. Like I th- I think that shows that you know while they are you know broy, they are all also very smart. And good at what they do. I mean, to an extent, because I mean, they're all henchmen. So, I mean, but I feel like they are they are good, dangerous henchmen. And yeah, they're very I mean, well connected. Yeah, I mean, and let's let's face it, like especially when it was just Kate by herself, she held her own for a second. But she was going to end up. I mean, she got fucked up. Like it wasn't like yeah, they were giving her the business. Yeah, they were giving her the business, and if Hawkeye doesn't jump in, she was done. So, like, I feel uh, no, like you're not wrong. Yes, I feel like you can't sleep on them in the way that you would sleep on typical henchmen. I think these are a better quality henchmen with their, you know, they went, they saw the gentleman, they understood the assignment. You got to all have matching track suits and be down for the cause. And then they executed well. I see no problems with any of this. No, I would definitely have them. Yeah, I mean, like, if they if they had, like, a little henchman for hire service, I think that they're serviceable henchmen. Yeah, hire a bro. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is one of the things, it's definitely one of the main things they adapted from the Matt Fraction run. 
Not to mention, Kate's apartment is like identical. Somebody did their homework really? looking at her apartment. In the comic, it's Hawkeye's. It, well, it's Clint's apartment, but it like the the decor and everything, all the Target practice stuff. Um, not to mention, Pizza Dog. Pizza Dog is directly from that run. Um, his name is actually Lucky. I don't know if they're going to keep it with that, but um, they call him Pizza Dog the first couple of issues because he's he's a dog and he likes pizza, and he seems to be around and you know always seems to be around to help. Okay, because I was going to ask if the dog was from the comics because it just didn't seem random. Like, the dog is here for a reason. So what's what's up with this dog? Yeah. He's, he's pizza dog. <laughs> All right. So getting into episode two, you know, obviously Clint is trying to get the suit back and keep Kate safe. Kate is trying to figure out because by now she's found Armand the Third's dead body. She is, you know, she, the 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 news is pinning it as if you know Ronan, aka her, was the one that did all these murder, like did the murder, did the the explosion heist at the at the party. Um, like, like they think it's her, but not her. Like they don't know it's Kate Bishop per se. But you know he's trying to keep her safe. He's trying to get the costume. He's still trying to have Christmas with his damn kids and trying to make sure that he gets home to his kids in time. And then he finds himself in the world of LARPing. Y'all, what in like it? It was hilarious. Like and and that's the thing. It was like it was hilarious. And it, but it didn't seem far fetched. But it did seem far fetched. I felt like it was almost this like perfect combination of throw something in there that's a little different. I I feel like this is the one thing that like ultra nerds are gonna complain about because I know it's not super realistic to actual LARPing. So they're they're gonna you know they're gonna bitch about that because they're like oh that's that's not how you do it. Like the one there's no cover fee. It seemed very well put together, but at the same time like. I, I feel like there's a lot more rules. Well, here's the thing. Maybe not here in Podunk, Maryland, but you know, if you gotta if you gotta do if you're trying to do LARPing like in Central Park, I'm sure you're paying a fee for the space and all of that. So like to me, I feel like the 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 like the fee thing and like the oop the super rules and stuff and also New York is large as shit. You're probably right. Like the the Uber nerds are going to be like, it's not accurate. Yeah, I'm, I'm but it sure as far as like me. the rules and like how you actually play the game, and it's not just a big battle royale. Like someone's going to bitch about it, but at the same time, shut up, let people enjoy things. Also, I right, did enjoy the fact that the guy that like steals his suit is a firefighter, and he's just like, this is this is all I got. I work all the time. I'm a firefighter. I come out here to enjoy myself. I really enjoyed that. The whole Clint having to get the Ronin suit, him having to do something out of his comfort zone. Cause I mean, Clint's not really down for, you know, tomfoolery. He's kind of the straight guy. And mm-hmm. so him having to actually do that also to play along and lose, let that mm-hmm. man kill him. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. He was just like, yeah, no, I'm not taking the po- potion. Like, let's let's put on a show and let's kill me (laughs) like I really I really enjoyed that I thought it was really cute and not cute in a all shucks kind of way but cute in a yeah no I'm getting to see more of the Hawkeye that more more of Clint in this universe if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah I I feel like it gave us a little bit more of a dive into him as a as a human being and also too I feel like if nothing else it pretty accurately depicted how probably any of us would have reacted if there were real yeah. life superheroes and we got to LARP with one well, and, he gave, and they he let did us that dude a huge solid right. by letting him win. Very like, much he'll, so, yeah. he'll be a legend in the LARPing world. But at the same time, Forever. I, I feel like it's also a, a thing, you know, it's character development for Clint who we don't get to see outside of his family life and outside of being Hawkeye. Like, he started begrudgingly and then even the guy asked him, he was like, did you have fun? He's like, you know, I did kind of enjoy that. Like, I feel like this is the world that we're getting to with Hawkeye eventually where, like, once he gives it up, he'll be like, you know, he can learn to enjoy himself with his kids and not be weird and awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that scene where he's at the uh, Chinese spot, it's kind of he's it's disjointed. Like he's the he's the weekend dad, 
whereas he should be like the 24 7 dad and you can tell that he doesn't know how to be the 24 7 dad he doesn't know how to be the 24 7 dad and i think i think that whole scene and i know we're kind of jumping back to the first episode so guys we promise you we'll come back to episode two but but i think that that's a really fair point manera because you also see the compassion that the kids are giving him, especially the two older kids, because they understand that, okay, dad has been weakened dad instead of 24-7 dad, but he's been weakened dad because he's been trying to save the world. So let's cut him some slack because he is trying. Because, I mean, those yeah. kids are teenagers. They could have been big-time assholes, and they were not. No. No, no, I, I was just going to say, I feel like the daughter also really gets it that, like, one, the watching the the play might have been a little traumatic for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, like I'm sure he hasn't explained what happened on Vormir, but they know that who you know the person they that they you know lovingly called uh, Aunt Natasha is dead now, and that was his mm-hmm. best friend in the world. Mm-hmm. So like I, I you know they're giving him slack as a dad. Yeah, and it, you know it gets a little awkward when people keep coming up to him and you know, like the the owner of the Chinese restaurant thanking him and not charging him for the bill and. You know, for a moment there, I was—I thought he was going to thank him. You know, maybe he took out like some Chinese triad or something that were shaking him down. And I was like, "Oh, does this guy know that you were Ronin?" But I, and then they were like, "No, no, no. The world doesn't know that he was Ronin." Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, shit. When dude came and like stood right next to him in the fucking bathroom and was like, "Can I get your autograph while they're peeing?" And then it's like, "Well, is now a good time?" Like, right? Because. You know, he doesn't get to fly off to another planet and only come to Earth when something happens. Like, he has to live a regular-ass life. And let's face it, we as human beings can be garbage to each other sometimes and not respect space or, you know, understand that people are people Bathroom outside etiquette. of... <sighs> Don't even get me started. Could yeah, you that, imagine? That, that man broke clear male, men in the bathroom protocol. Uh, everyone knows, and this is an unwritten rule and sometimes written, but if you're at a series of urinals, you're supposed to take a gap. Unless the unless it's completely packed and everyone's at the urinals, there's supposed to be a gap of one urinal per person. Like that's that's just bro code. I feel like the bathroom is off limits for like any yes. celebrity. You're now yes. as if you're releasing your we're all because we all do it. We all release our bodily fluids. They're a person. Leave them be at that point like they're well, just a human being i shit roses but even when i am I shitting like, those he, rose petals he should have, i want to have privacy like the, please don't come the, ask me for an autograph while i'm shitting rose petals it's not yeah cool. the the etiquette would be if you saw hawkeye in the bathroom say nothing to him wait outside the door one first step wash your hands you you filthy fucking animal wash your hands because he and did then not wait outside the bathroom no wait outside the bathroom hawkeye and then say hey hands. i didn't want to disturb you could I get a selfie? Yes. My kids will love it. Yeah, that, that's how it's supposed mind. to go. Or Shouldn't, not just for superheroes. Maybe people treat regular celebrities like that, too. Don't be weird. Right. Do you mind? And if I say no, okay, no problem. Have a great day. Love you. Love your stuff. And keep it moving. Not, oh, but it would mean so much to my kids. Bitch, I don't know your kids. I don't care about at your all. kids. Like, what? I don't care at all. <sighs> yeah, I don't know your kids. Your kids could be bad vibes. Fuck those kids. Right. Fuck them kids, okay? But also, I feel like I've done enough bringing all of you back. Yeah, were, were half your kids here uh, a couple weeks ago? <laughs> mm. you thank me or don't thank me. Maybe you didn't like those kids anyway. You're like, oh, thank God, those two are gone. Whew. Oh, those little semen demons. Shout out to my girlfriend, <laughs> Tiffany, for introducing me to that one. Because that's the point. Your little semen demons might have been snapped away, and you might have enjoyed that. So what's good but yeah i i think that like we're starting to see that character development but then when we get into episode two it we got a little character development still of course you know like we see kate going to the office we start to understand a little bit more about the dynamic with her family you know we see clint doing what he needs to do we like I don't think any of us still understand what's going on. I mean, obviously, we understand why the tracksuits were after them. Well, they went to they went to Kate's aunt's apartment that no one knows Mm -hmm. she has. Um, And then she took her clothes. I forgot that they were she was at her aunt's apartment when she showed up at the office in that outfit. And I was like, that's a pretty good outfit. You should wear that like to the office all the time. That was really cool. Right. I thought it was. And they were all questioning her. They were like, what what are you wearing? It was like, I mean. Didn't she supposed to be like the daughter of the CEO? Like, 
You should that have that. That suit was fly as fuck. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was work appropriate. Thinking. It was kind of cool. So then the question is, Kate, what are you wearing to the office normally? <laughs> right, that you come in there with a suit and they're like, I, I feel like crazy. she's the the kind of person at that age that's like wearing Doc Martens and ripped up jeans and, you know, not really flaunting their wealth through fashion. Well, but I we think, all know you're wealthy, though. Well, I mean, yes, but well, her fairness, her name's on the side of the building, so <laughs> her name is on the side of the building. But unlike her mother, who is you know regaling everyone in her wealth, Kate does seem to be try to be very low key with hers. So yeah, but she still gives out. Like, listen, when Vera said in that um in that kitchen, like you are acting as a child who has money and has never not had money she does still act like that like yeah. she does very much have that privilege yeah no no listen. well yeah and the the suit that she wore to the auction thing was very nice too Ooh. like she's not a uh she's not a dress person in the comics she wears dresses from time to time but she's very into purple kind of like it's hawkeye a, it's a great color to be into so let's not act like you're coming at her for her color choices, Eric. No one's coming for you, Grimace. Calm down. I feel like Eric no, was coming I was, for the purple. I was talking about the fact that they both wear purple. I literally had purple Chuck Taylors and a purple <laughs> Hawkeye hat <laughs> that I wear all the time. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen your purple Hawkeye hat. Yeah, it's just a beanie, but it has the the Matt Fraction Hawkeye logo. It's ah, very low key. I don't okay. like things that are super bright, but it's that purple. Okay, I'm Hell, gonna say because the, the, the Chucks I've the seen. The Matt Fraction times. comic is the reason I bought those custom purple uh, Chuck Taylors. Really. Yeah, because Hawkeye wears them in the comic. Like, they find a way. It's a very limited color palette. So, like, he wears a lot of grays, but then, like, his undershirt will be purple. Right. It'll be the purple, be purple accents. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's a very unique, um, what's the guy's name? Not David Aja. I think it is David Aja that's the artist. But, like, it, it was a really nice way of them to put it together. Okay. So, here's where my question with episode two lies like at the end of the episode we see a young woman she's you know touching speakers has music going really loud and they like do that pan out thing so clearly she's somebody they pan out and then pan back in so you know she's supposed to be somebody important and i remember the episode ending and looking at my husband like i don't know who the fuck that is i don't i don't know what's going on and in fairness as much as i love marvel i've never been a big hawkeye person i had no clue who this was and why she was hiring the tra- the tracksuit mafia to get the Hawkeyes. So Eric, you, I have to assume that maybe a lot of our listeners are probably in the same place that I am. Help me out. Who the fuck is that? Okay, it's Echo. Okay. Echo if if you're big into Daredevil, you might know the character. I'm not. Here's here's the thing where the internet is losing its mind since they brought this character in. In the comics, Echo is the adoptive daughter of one Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she is in organized crime and seems to be running the tracksuit mafia makes a lot of sense. But, of course, the Internet is blowing up and being like, oh, my God, the Kingpin is coming now because we have Echo. Um, it, it made more sense of her being a Daredevil villain because, you know, Daredevil is blind. She also um, she doesn't see the same. She has sight, but she uses her, her power... It's not really a power. She is deaf, but like she, they kind of hint at it with her using the speakers to feel vibrations and things like that. So she, she is a, a very cool character. And in the MCU, um, and I believe in the comics as well, she is of Native American descent. Yes. Yep. Yeah, she's she's fairly new. I mean, and by new, I mean in comic book sense. I believe she came out in the late '90s, early 2000s. So. I'm excited to see more of her. Yeah. Um, she is also one of the few people that has held the title as Ronan. So oh. I'm assuming she might steal that suit and uh, kind of take it in her own way. Well, but that's not what they were looking for. No, apparently he had beef with her. Well, uh, she has beef with Hawkeye with uh, with and something about Ronan. So maybe they know that uh, that that Barton was Ronan. Right, but that is after the fact. Like the reason that they were at, like they blew up the um, the uh, undercover um, auction was because they were looking for Tony Stark's watch, and I want to know what watch that is and why that watch is significant. Yeah, it mentioned something about the Avengers compound in upstate New York that got blown up at the end of Endgame. 
So maybe it's something because they even mentioned that that's where they got the Ronin suit and the sword was in the rubble of that uh, that compound. So maybe there's something still in that compound that they can't get access to. Maybe it's like lower into the earth and you need some fancy Tony Stark tech that, of course, if he gave Spider-Man glasses that would control satellites. So, of course, what do you think his watch is going to do? Well, I mean, we know what his watch does because it when it was in Civil War, he used it for... Yeah, it basically for? became his own little repulsor blast in his hand. It was a very cool thing in Civil War to see. And I, I feel like he made that after the events of Iron Man 3 where he had to, like, Radio Shack put together his own little mini suit to, to get into the um, into the AIM compound. Well, that and because, you know, he had signed the Accords and he couldn't actually have his suit. Sorry, go ahead, Maria. No, I wasn't going to say anything. It got quiet for a second, and I thought that my my um, my mic was acting up. So I was like, "Wait a second, what?" All right. So, question though: Is she? She's not deaf. Death though, right? Like her thing is that she can mimic people, kind of like Taskmaster, and she can do some other shit. But she's not actually deaf, is she? No, she she's deaf, and the actress playing her is also deaf. Oh, and the actress playing her is also native, so you know they they actually cast someone who could do the job and fit the bill. Look of just, at that! Yeah, I know, right? Progress. You can't wow. see this on the on the on in the audio version, but that's growth. <laughs> you have to do the hand motion when you do it. Listen, I am here for all of it, and I'm excited. Now that I know who it is and I have a little bit more of an understanding, I'm excited. Um, I kind of hope they don't bring Kingpin, though, like you were saying earlier. Like, I know the interwebs want it, but this is this is like the Sinestro thing all over again. Yeah. Well, the Internet is basically like they're, they're saying Kingpin because we have Echo. They're saying Matt Murdock is going to show up in No Way Home. Um, I I don't know. I've seen the fake photoshops. Oh, there's I, so many fake photoshops right now. I really like Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin, but if they can find a way to bring him in organically without referencing the Netflix shows, because those varied in quality very much. Um, if they can bring him in kind of like they did J. Jonah Jameson with, um, with what's the name, playing the same character across these two different universes, just a different version, I'd be very pleased with that. Right. Charlie Cox says Daredevil like a take or leave. He's a great actor and he was great in the role, but at the same time, you have to bring all that baggage from the Daredevil series. I never got to Daredevil. Unchecked. I respected everybody that loved it. I watched a couple seasons of Luke Cage, a little bit of Jessica Jones. Of the three, I think I probably like Jessica Jones the best. You know I love Jessica Jones. Oh, I know best. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, Iron Fist, you can just... Say that didn't, didn't happen. happen right I, yeah. that's why I didn't mention it because it never I, happened the only girl. reason I watched Iron Fist is so that I could be there for when Defenders happened and then Defenders was kind of a letdown towards the end it started great ended real bad um, and of course we got the Punisher out of that like yeah, everyone wants John Bernthal to come back as Punisher because his Punisher series was very good yeah yeah so I can take I can take a leave all of that right now I mean if, if none of that gets brought into the Hawkeye show I would have no problem with it like so far I feel with the way that the Disney shows or the Marvel shows on Disney have been introducing characters and like basically tying themselves to one another has been perfect. I, I'm not going to question it and I don't need you to bring over what was on Netflix or anywhere else. Do what y'all do. I trust you. Keep it moving. And I mean, listen, that's, that's probably a very Homer attitude and I'm sure there are comic fanboys and fangirls that are probably like, calling me all types of names for saying that but like it's a different medium and that's kind of what I've res reserved myself to with just about anything that is being turned into something live action um and for you know for our listeners that listen to concentrated they'll know we're talking about cowboy bebop this week and it's kind of the same thing like with the marvel shows for me I love the comics I love the cartoons. I look at the MCU as its own thing. Yes, there are references to the comics, but I try not to go into any of the MCU stuff anymore with these expectations of them following a specific run of a character completely or being com 
like being able to tie every single thing that happens in the MCU to something that happened in the comic books. I'll drive myself crazy trying to do that and wasting time doing that will take me away from actually enjoying what I'm getting. Pretty much. So I just it's don't the see same the thing anymore. It's the same thing with like how the second Avengers movie was called Age of Ultron, even though it had nothing to do with the comic book event series mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. It was just a cool title. Um, but more so looking at things like Civil War, where Civil War in the comic and Civil War in the movie Two are totally very much different. different. The yeah. only thing they have in common is the, the events are sparked by some type of tragedy and that it's mostly Iron Man versus Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, and But Civil War in the movie, and this might be blasphemy, think is a better story and it's it's a lot more contained story where civil war in the comics takes place over several weeks and it's like dozens and dozens of characters you said um iron man and tony stark you meant iron captain man america captain yeah america you listen you know somebody's gonna come and be like iron man and tony stark are the same <laughs> people do you not know what you're talking about oh my so god I just did such, it politely right they're such fakers i, d- I don't, don't know what know i'm what talking about doing. oh my god what <laughs> batman and bruce wayne are the same person get out of here i just did it politely <laughs> all right guys well before i wrap this up um and i know i think we've all kind of shared that we're very happy with what we've gotten so far but where do we think we're going? Because this is a shorter series. We're only getting six episodes. So literally next week, we're already mid-season. What What are you guys' thoughts? Where do you guys think this is going? Manir, I'm going to start with you. I think we're setting Kate up to take on the mantle, but also be brought into the fact that your mother is a villain. And I'm I'm excited about that. And seeing how their dynamic changes and how she comes to terms with having a villain in the family. I want to, I want to see that. I want to, I want to get into that. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, no, all, all those things. But at the same time, I, I also feel like this is going to be something of a send off for, for uh, Jeremy Renner's version of Hawkeye. Maybe we'll see him, you know, pop up in a movie or in another series later. They haven't said if this is going to be a series or if it's just a limited event. So uh, the only thing that that worries me is that I know Haley Steinfeld is very busy these days, even though her show on Apple TV Plus, the Dickinson, is about to end its – like they're it's over after this season that's about to air. Um, I don't know if she's willing to commit to a Disney Plus series. So um, – I am more so looking forward to, A, uh, everything that Manira sent. I want to see more of Echo. Um, I still feel like this is is building up towards, and the internet will back me up because the internet likes to talk shit and make rumors, but this is going for something of a, either a Young Avengers or um, the other the other uh, thing is a um, Thunderbolts. Um, young Avengers makes a bit more sense because we already have, we have Kate Bishop, we have young Loki or kid Loki. We have Miss Marvel coming up. We have um, Patriot. Yeah, um, yeah. We have Patriot from from uh, Captain America, Falcon and the Winter, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, basically, they're they're bringing in that roster. We also had Speed and Wiccan in one. Yeah, I was gonna say we had Speed and Wiccan. Yeah, we'll get we'll get them back babies. probably in Multiverse of Madness. But yeah, that and oh, we also didn't uh, talk about the other elephant in the room, which she hasn't been seen in the show yet. But we they've already confirmed that she's going to be in this series. Um, Yelena, aka New Black Widow from the Black Widow movie, is going. Are to be you serious? In this. Yeah, I did not know you, that. Did you watch Black Widow? Yeah, I watched Black no. Widow. Were you with us? No. Did you have you watched it recently? Or yeah, because you weren't with yeah. us when you saw. Yeah, it. Did you see I the post credit. I was with you guys. The the very end post credit yeah is, when what's she her name gets from... with uh with Valentina yeah 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 I saw yeah. yeah yeah and yeah she's like hey this is the person that killed your sister Hawkeye oh, uh, but s- spoilers for spoilers who hasn't yeah watched. it's on Disney Plus right now for free <laughs> right. so go watch yeah, it on Disney Plus good. <laughs> watch that before right. you watch Hawkeye That's but yeah right. um, yeah she did okay I yeah she she's now. been confirmed okay. for for a couple of episodes so I love her so much yeah we'll we'll get some Florence Pugh in there. I want her to have a better boyfriend, but I too love her. In real life, yes, we all do. Who's her real life boyfriend? Zach Braff, who is like twenty years older than her. Ugh. But you know that's how Hollywood works. Yeah, Men I can know. date I very young women, and anytime a woman dates a much younger man, then she's held as a hero or something. But they don't want you to do it all the time. Just just the one, one every couple of years. 
That'll make no damn sense. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I think at this point, guys, honestly, I don't even care where they go. I'm just excited that it's so good so far. I, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that it's kind of lower level stakes. Like, this is what I wanted the Netflix series to be that are like lower, you know, big budget, but mm-hmm. smaller consequences. Like, right. I don't need universe shattering events every episode, but like. Right. Right. This is what I wanted it to be. So if they do bring those characters back, give them the Disney Plus budget. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I would love that. So uh, there's one more elephant in the room we need to talk about before we wrap up. And so is it far, bar? no, we're not talking about that funky little elephant. I didn't like that. Ma- madam, madam, what Blah. you're not going to do is talk about that <laughs> King Babar. You are not do that. Don't do that. Um, No, no, no. That's not the elephant that we're going to talk about today. Although clearly we need to have an episode talking about Babar. Um, I could talk about him all day long. Why am I not surprised by that? Uh, (laughs) No. So I think so far we really have not seen tie-ins just yet between the shows that have been released on Disney Plus and the movies that are being released in phase four in fairness we've only had even though black widow is supposed to be the first movie of phase four we've only so far gotten two true phase four movies um and in reality because they were introductions of entirely new characters into the mcu I think it would have been a little difficult to expect that the three shows that we have gotten to this point would have really been tied into those movies, right? But y'all, that last trailer just dropped for Spider-Man, No Way Home. And can we can we talk about that just a second? Because I'm starting to wonder now if in opening up the multiverse, are we going to start seeing like some tie-ins from the shows into the movies within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So what do you, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, end of Loki season one, we know mm-hmm. big shit is coming. Right. And we know that the, the, the opposite effect is happening here where Loki, the events of the TV show, are affecting the movie because we also know Jonathan Majors is coming as Kang the Conqueror in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which... Uh, newsflash just finished uh, initial production. Yeah, uh, principal days photography, ago. right? They just wrapped it. Yeah. Whew. Because that trailer, that trailer was a lot. There is a lot going on in that trailer. They they finally confirmed a lot of internet rumors that have been going on for well over a year. That like everybody and their mother is apparently in this movie, and yeah, they... Marvel is touting it as like an end game level amount of cameos and people being in the movie. But, but, I should probably tell you guys now that I also am in the movie. Girl, you're late. You told us that like three months ago. We already knew you. That's were right. In the movie. But I wanted I wanted to reiterate. I oh, okay. I too am okay. in the movie. Okay. Because what I was waiting for you to confirm was whether whether or not Mama Page was in the movie. Because I I'm, thought I'm I had also heard. In the movie. Oh shit! I didn't know about Eric. Yeah. I'd read yeah, rumor about Mama Page well. though, so I needed to. She's, check. She is there as well. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't tell Feige, but uh, I'm I'm Miguel O'Hara in this one, y'all. Spider-Man 2099. They're just CGing my whole body. All of it. They just keep your face. I love that for you. Yeah, I love that for you. They're like, we can't CG the face because that would be racist. Oh no! But we can CG him abs. Right, right. We can we can make him a little a little uh, svet in the mid the, in the midsection region. I, I will say one thing that I noticed watching the trailer today because when we went to the movies they showed it again. Um, so boss on a big screen. I haven't seen it on are, a big screen yet, and I can't fucking wait. There's a couple of things that they're showing that th- these people coming to this new dimension. One, the the rumor is that they're not the same ones. They're like tiny offshoots from the the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield version, which is why one of my favorite things, the internet is like, um, he jumped dimensions and got his hairline back when they're talking mm-hmm. about Jamie Foxx, because mm-hmm. his version of Electro was blue and didn't have hair. So this one looks like a normal dude. He looks like normal Jamie Foxx. Um, but you will notice that he is using Stark tech. He, he basically looks like he got an arc reactor, which they're saying is will explain why the fact that his lightning is now yellow. Um, not to mention... Uh, apparently in the fight with Dr. Octopus, 
uh, Doctor Octopus's legs absorb part of uh, part of Spider-Man's suit, and that's why they start getting that red um, the red new tech. So they're oh. in this dimension, but they're taking advantage of tech from our dimension. Because oh. for the exception of the lizard and um, Sandman and Sandman, they're all very technical villains. Like mm-hmm. Green Goblin uses his glider and everything, which I'm feeling like that's why we see two versions of the Green Glider in the trailer. Like he comes in with his normal Power Ranger suit, and then he upgrades. And then he gets it. the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I showed this to Manira earlier today when I was at Target. According to the Legos, the Vulture is also in it. I saw a Lego set for No Way Home, and it was like Spider Man and the Vulture. See, Lego yeah. always be spilling the tea, though. This is not they the do. first time that Lego or the toys in it's general. It's less than a month, though, so I feel like at this point, all, all no, and it's also no, Christmas. It's, it's, um, unless it's you're Christmas. a douchebag, they're not gonna. They're not gonna not put that out. Yeah, unless you're an asshole reporter like the guy who leaked all the stuff about um about Eternals. Has like, that guy been fired yet? Nope. He basically everybody was like, "You're a fucking asshole. Why would you do this?" Ugh. Yeah. I'm very excited for Spider-Man. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, of course, Andrew Garfield is still on every news program on the planet promoting things like Tick, Tick, Boom, and um, the other movie he's out promoting. Where he's like, Eyes what? of Tammy Faye. I'm not in it, you guys. It's a Photoshop. That's not me. What are you talking about, guys? I'm not in Spider-Man. When oh, I, I guess see, I guess we'll have to see. When I see your big British face on the screen, I'll big go and face. slap it. Right, big old face. What are you talking about, in, bro? In the meantime, Tobey Maguire is just sitting at a bar somewhere. Quietly. Like, so quiet. <laughs> Not me, guys. No, no, I'm just, I'm chilling. Don't even worry. I don't have anything to promote. So he I'm is chilling. the quietest quiet who ever quieted around. <laughs> He can't even, like, a spider passed him by, and he was like, <laughs> no eye contact, no eye contact. Right. Yeah, he's just looking at the reporters <laughs> in the corner like, nope, we're not together. I don't know. I don't know him. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, listen, we will be back next week to talk about episode three. Uh, but for now, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, As always, we hope that you guys are as excited and are enjoying the show as much as we are. But if you're not, you know, you can always let us know and give us your feedback. You can send us an email to concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can drop a message on our Facebook page, which is Concentrated Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And I know we'll be posting about this episode, so you can feel free to comment on the post as well. Uh, Our handle on both is at Concentrated Pod. And then lastly, if you want, you can always also leave us a voicemail with your thoughts. The number is 301-531-4393. Again, that's 301-531-4393. So guys, that is it for this week's Heralds of the MCU. We will be back next week. Bye, guys. Papa, peace. And hopefully there's a little something to uh, to get you guys in the mood at the end. So predictable, I gotta tell you never be the same Shannon don't have